But uh, we are excited to kick off a brand new series this week, and I actually am passing the mic this week because we are incredibly blessed to have so many uh, incredible, uh, gifted, and talented speakers in Discover Church, but I'm going to be passing the mic over to Frank Honus, who's going to come and share the very first week of Safe Travels. So do me a favor. I, I want you, you, you had an extra, you, you lost an hour, but you gained some time because we didn't have, it's all one service here. So do me a favor, give it up for Frank Honus, who's not just singing today, but bringing the word. I know. See, this is, by the way, uh, we, me and Frank, we always have to talk about the mic stand. And this is pay, that's payback for all the times the mic stand. You're trying to trip me up with wire. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I will. I'll probably run into this mic stand. That's why I'm moving it over. So, you know, <clears throat> I had a thought. Let me say again, good morning. Good morning. I had a thought this morning during worship. Hopefully that's a good thing that I had one thought at least. There is absolutely no other place I would rather be. Can, can anybody resonate with that this morning? With God's people in his presence and hearing surrounded by the praises of his people. There's just no other place that I want to be right now. And I'm just so thankful for that. So if you're coming in, you're like, whoa, what in the world is happening here? There's some really good stuff happening here. So we want to welcome you if this is your first week here, if it's your second week or your 20th, we welcome you back. Pastor Curtis, we welcome you back. You're the pastor, so you've been here for a long time, so can we just pray one more time? Father, thank you. Thank you so much for your presence. It is such a, an incredible thing that we can worship you in freedom this morning. God, that we can come here before you and that we can just have fun, we can laugh, we can celebrate, we can just love on you, love on each other, and we just know, God, that that you're with us, that your presence is with us this morning. And we thank you that we can come into this place, we can surround ourselves with your people, that we can give you all of the glory, all of the honor. God, you get all of the credit this morning. And so we just thank you, God, that, um, that your love is very real, very evident in this room. And uh, we are just so, so blessed to be uh, with you and with God's people. Can anybody say amen with me this morning? Amen, amen, all right. We are awake. I think they are awake, Curtis. I think they're awake. So um, super excited this morning. Very, very grateful and honored to be able to, to start this series that we are calling Safe Travels. How many people like to drive? How many people don't like to drive? Okay, all right. All right, I actually do enjoy driving. Uh, I, I love driving. We actually just took a trip to Washington, D.C., and only had one little skirmish there, one little issue, but it, it was over very quickly, but with travel. But um, it, 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 I, I love traveling. I love driving. And, and so I, I want you kind of to kind of get a picture and an idea of what the, the idea behind this series is, what we're going to be talking about. Um, hopefully all of us here in this room have a vision of our future, of maybe not just what you're going to do, okay, but who you actually want to become in your future specifically who you would like to be. So if I asked you the question, one year from now on March 13th of 2023, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be one year from now? What do you picture your life, your heart, your mind? What do you picture that looking like? Who do you want to become one year from now? And so in order for that to happen, just like when we're driving, just like when we're on vacation, we go on a journey or we go on a trip, there are certain rules, if you will, guidelines, right, 
And I don't want us to, to get a wrong picture of who God is, but God has a certain framework of what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to follow him. It's really found in here. Ultimately, it's found in his word. Um, but just like when we're on the road and you see that there's speed limits, hopefully most of you follow the speed limit, all right? Hopefully most of us do, but there's speed limits, right? There's, there's guardrails to make sure that you don't go off the road and crash into somebody, right? There's signs and there's caution signs. The Lord has specific guidelines and rules and statutes that he wants us to follow, and he, and he, aligns, he outlines those in his word. The problem comes is, is when this starts happening, when we, we start creating our own rules, and we start creating our own laws, and we start creating our own guidelines, and so um, that's, that's a problem. So um, I had to share this morning, before we really get into the word, because we're talking about traveling, I had to share some memes, Okay. How many people love, just love, love memes, okay? How many people even know what a meme is, all right? Maybe you didn't realize, but in the last, I don't know if I even realized before two years ago what a meme was, okay? But, but when COVID hit, it's like memes everywhere, okay? These little pictures with little snarky lines on them, right? Little sarcastic lines, but they're hilarious. They're just so hysterical, and I had a few I wanted to share with you because we're talking about traveling this morning. Okay, so these are some, I, I would say, maybe some, some rules and some guidelines that we come up with maybe when we're driving at times. And I don't know if you can resonate with any of these, these laws or these rules, um, but let's flash the first one up if we will. Okay, if you text and drive, make sure that you keep one eye on the road at all times. Very, very important. Okay, I can't see them in the back. I'll have to look on the TVs. But all right, number two, so next one. Uh, maybe if I tailgate you, the cars in front of you will drive faster. Can anybody resonate with that one before? Okay. Come on, you were that person this week. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, next one. Uh, Ma'am, did you know you had a taillight out? N no, officer, because I drive from the inside of my car. All right. Wow. Can you just, can you just feel the sarcasm there? Like, it's so thick, right? All right, next one. But officer, the sign instructed me to do a burnout. <laughs> that's what that means, right? Come on. We all know that's what the sign right, means. No, it doesn't mean that. Okay. All right. All right. Almost, almost to the end. The, uh, next one. The only way to make people follow the traffic rules is right here. I, I, I'm fully convinced. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you actually saw that while you were driving? Like, we would all be slowing down, right? And, and, and before we get to the last one, I know we, praise God, I really feel like we're coming out of this season the last two years. I really believe that. I'm believing that. I'm praying that COVID is majority, you know, majority is behind us. But um, I had to throw in a COVID meme for you guys. Okay, so if anybody can, you know, sympathize with this one or empathize, uh, the last one. Do you got my travel plans at the top <laughs> and then coronavirus at the bottom? <laughs> okay. So how many people know that's probably, that, did that affect anybody? That probably affected you. So there you go. So it's okay to have a little fun in church, right? Amen. So this morning, we're actually talking about real rules of the road, if you will, that the Lord has for our lives. And we're only going to talk about one this morning, okay? We're not going to overwhelm you guys. But I want to talk about this one rule, this one uh, a statute, if you will, this one guideline that God really has for our lives that he wants us to really follow and he wants us to adhere our lives to. It needs to be a, a core, I really believe this, a core belief in our lives, uh, a core value, that the friendships in our lives determine the direction and quality of our lives, okay? I know that's a mouthful, so I'm going to say it again. The friendships 
in our lives, your friendships, your relationships, determine the direction and quality of our lives, okay? And I know there's a lot of different factors in our life that, that determine the, the quality, right, and, and the direction of where we're heading, but, but how many people know that the people, the family members, the friendships that you align your life with really does matter, and it affects your life, right? The, the, the people you make agreements with, that you, that, you, that you partner with in life, that you, you, know, you connect your heart and your mind to, it really does matter, right? I used to say this when, when I was a youth pastor, you know, you would hear this a lot that, you know, you, maybe you heard this, you show me your friends, right, and you'll, I'll show you your future, right? The people that you hang around, that, you, that you're around will affect you to some degree. And so um, super, super important that we know that, that who we align ourselves with, who we put ourselves re- around really does matter. And so uh, before you check out, I don't want anybody checking out this morning because this isn't just a message for teenagers. It's actually a message for all of us. Listen, the closer that I get, and yes, I am closer to 40 than I ever, ever have been, okay? I'm only one year away, actually. <laughs> it is, you know, like, I think 39 is worse than 40. Because it's like a tease of, like, the doom that is to come, right? So 40, it's like 40 is coming, but 39 is like, uh-huh, see, it's coming. You know what I mean? So it's like, really? But anyway, the closer... That's, that's so dumb, I'm sorry. So... I really do feel like this, the closer that I get to 40, this message matters, that the kind of people, and I'm, and I, look, I'm just going to say it. If I hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry. The quality of the people that you put yourselves around with, right? We're, we're, you know, and I'm not saying we're, we're, not, we're not above anybody else. We're not these Christians up on a mountain looking down on anyone. But we have to be very, very intentional of who we allow into our lives, who we allow into our hearts, into our minds, who's speaking, whose voice is speaking into our lives. It's so important. So I just want to share this morning, I'm not an expert whatsoever, so far from an expert when it comes to friendships. I try to be the best friend that I can, right? But I know that my wife and I are, you know, we're probably pretty choosy and picky about who we allow into our home and into our family and the people we align ourselves with. And it's not because we think we're exclusive. It's because we want to join our lives with, with life. And we want to join our lives with truth. And we want to join our lives with people who love Jesus. We love everyone, right? But we connect our lives to people who love Jesus, and it's important. So a few thoughts this morning, just a, a few things I want to share with you. I think some perspectives maybe to help us about friendships, the healthy friendships. Number one, healthy friendships are safe. Healthy friendships are safe. What do I mean by that? I think for me, guys, this is probably one of the foundations of friendships is safety. If you don't feel safe, and I don't just mean necessarily like physical safety, right? That's obvious, you know, but if you don't feel like you are in a relationship or you have friends around you, that the, the, the people who care about your heart, who look at you and that won't judge you, right? And that look and you go, oh, you know, like, I you did what? You were who? I can't believe, right? People who really care about your heart. And this is, and, and th- what I mean is aligning your life, literally aligning your life with people who are willing to know you and love you for who you are, right? Despite of what they see on the outside. Um, and that, y- you know that when you're with people, you're not going to be judged. You're not going to be looked down on. Right. One of my one of my closest friends here is my wife. 
right? I can look at, look at my wife, and, and I know that, can I just tell you something? My wife is really strong, okay? I am married to a strong woman. I mean, she's strong. She's, she's confident, and, and man, if she wanted to slap me, she could, <laughs> like, and, and she might have a couple times in our marriage, so I don't know. No, I'm just kidding, but she, she is just one of those people in my life that that there is no judgment, right? There is no, <laughs> because she knows me, right? She knows who I am. I look at my friend, my brother TJ and his wife Ivana and their family, I just, and I just know the, the, the authenticity there, and I just know there's this, there's this love, there's no judgment whatsoever. There's no competition whatsoever. There, there, there's nothing like that. That it's just, it's, it's safe. It's a safe relationship. I mean, how many, it's, let, me, let me read this to you here. I'm kind of jumping around. Sorry, I'm just really excited. But I think about, I think about, I think of the reason I'm passionate about safety is this, right? Healthy friendships are safe because of the friendships I've had to cultivate personally in the last 13 years of my life. Okay, for those of you who know me, many of you guys know me, I, I have, um, I struggled for 13 or 14 years with a, a pornography addiction. When I was a teenager, all the way through young adult, uh, adolescence, all the way through young adult years, 13 years struggling with this addiction, right? And not having anyone who really knew me, not having anybody who knew the real me, isolated, right, cut off from people. And so in the last 13 years in recovery, I've had to develop friendships and relationships with people, right, with others who struggled the way I have and I had in the past. And can I just tell you something? When you come out of some kind of, 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 of addiction or stronghold or something is broken off of your life and you surround yourself with people who were at the same place you were, man, it feels so good. And when you get around people like yourselves, like people in this church who love, 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 man, you just get addicted to people. And you just realize these are the kind of relationships I want with people. People who love Jesus, who are far from perfect. Far from perfect. But you just want that in your life. That safety, that authenticity. Listen, Proverbs 17, 17 says, TJ, you're going to have to do this this morning to me. I'm sorry, but I feel like you're going to have to kind of tell me when to. A dear friend will love you no matter what. And a family sticks together through all kinds of trouble. A dear friend, look at that. A dear friend will love you no matter what. No matter what. How many people have ever felt like you were in an unsafe friendship? You've had unsafe friendships before in your life. Yeah. How many people have ever felt like you were in safe, safe friendships, right? We should know the difference. We should know the difference, and we should want to be around people who are healthy, right? Not people who don't want our best, that, that would be, you know, put us in unsafe situations, that would judge us, right? It's really important to know the difference. I did a, a little poll with some of my friends, and I asked each, each of them sort of for like a non-negotiable, if you will, almost like a prerequisite, if you will, of like, this is something I can't live with without in my friendships, right? I've got to have this. And this person said this. They said, to know that my friend would care for my heart, I am much more likely to be vulnerable with someone that I sense would cherish my heart as they do their own. Do you have those kinds of people in your life? that cherish your heart, that love you no matter what. And I'm not saying you got to have 20 of them. Do you have three or four people in your life, right? If you're married, hopefully I pray that's your spouse too. But, but do you have a few people in your life who love you that much, 
right, to, to be around you. I want you guys to think about with me, there's going to be a picture up on the screen there, of, of I think one of the greatest friendships that we have, have ever heard of in Scripture, and certainly I think the Bible records, is David and Jonathan, okay? David and Jonathan. I mean, what an incredibly authentic, and the Bible gives very detailed, right, details as to their friendship. And so I think about when we talk about intimacy and we talked about connection, right, and, and we talk about authenticity and safety. The Bible actually records David and Jonathan's friendship as a very intimate one, not in a, you know, not in a, obviously not in a sexual way, but in a very authentic way amongst two men, right, that, that actually we can, at one point in life, we were able to live in a culture where culture didn't distort and pervert a male and a male relationship, right? This was an authentic relationship. And, and we won't list the scriptures or anything. I won't go into those. But there was sacrifice, right? We see that in 1 Samuel 18, 4. There was loyalty. It's 1 Samuel 19. There was an emotional connection between the two. 1 Samuel 20. This was a safe and healthy friendship. So you've got one guy who's destined to become the king of Israel. You've got another guy's son. Can you imagine the potential for the competition there? You've got a, a king who wants to kill another man, his son completely defending this other man, right? Begging his father, right? I mean, it's just, and the friendship that evolves. I encourage you to go study this in the, in the Bible and study this, study this story. It's an incredible, incredible relationship to read about. But, but imagine that. Imagine having a relationship with someone, right? And again, your spouse, yes. But guys, having other guys in your life that are safe, that love you no matter what, that care about you, right? And so I want you to ask yourself this. Number one, do I have a few people in my life that know me really well and that will love me no matter what? Women, you obviously, it's very easy, I think, maybe to some degree for you to have this. I think it's easy, I'll say easier, okay? Females, it's probably easier. Women, it's easier for you guys to have this. But men, we need this. Let me underscore. Men, you need this. I need this in my life, and this is just something that's not, not natural to us. It's to, it's to become close to um, other guys, right, to open up and to, to be vulnerable, to say, hey, this is the junk going on in my life. And then the second question is this, am I being, and I put in here a safety net, right? Am I being a safety net for someone else, right? Am I showing that same non-judgmental kind of love, right, that, that others have shown me? So, Healthy friendships are safe. Second one, healthy friendships are selfless. Healthy friendships are selfless. How many people were here a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, when Pastor Kim and Priscilla shared about the, the subject of honor? They talked about honor. Was that an incredible word or what? I mean, that was just so, that was the second time I actually got to hear that. And I was like, I got to hear it a third time. Okay, you guys have to do that. You have to preach that again because it was just so good. One of, my, um, one of my takeaways from that message on honor was that th is this. Healthy friendships are selfless, and selfless friendships are ones that honor the other person. If we're, if we're going to be selfless, and I mean lack of self, I mean not about you, right? We have to be about the other person. John 15, 13 says this, for the and this is Jesus speaking, for the greatest love of all is a love Underline this in your Bible if you have it. Okay, here's the phrase. A love that sacrifices all. If you want to know what selfless love looks like, we look to Jesus. It's a love that sacrifices everything. 
every single preference you have, every single want, every single desire, every single feeling. Can, how many people know, dang, that's hard. <laughs> that's hard. A love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. And there's so much in this verse that I want to unpack, but I just I'm going to try to keep it quick because Jesus is talking about what what real love looks like. It's the literal laying down. And this verse actually means like laying your life down to the point of death. Right. Laying your life down to the point of death for someone. He's foreshadowing his death. Can you see that? He's foreshadowing his death on a cross. Right. That's getting ready to happen. And, and even the disciples, right? The disciples, they go on, many of them go on to literally give their lives away, to lay their lives down, to die, right, for the cause of Christ. And others, they lay their lives down in service. And this is what we're supposed to do. But man, can I just say it again? It's so hard to do. It's so hard to do. And we all know this. We all, we all felt this this week, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, we, it's, it, it's difficult to show that selfless love there was an old man who was severely injured and lost three quarters of the amount in his whole body, his three quarters of the amount of blood in his blood volume in his body. While he stayed in the hospital to recuperate, aides came to check on him. They discovered him out of bed and on the floor on his hands and knees. Concerned, they queried him. The man replied that he had accidentally spilled water and didn't want the nurse on duty to get in trouble for the hazardous, hazardous condition in the room. His reaction was clearly instinctual. It revealed a kind and selfless disposition. The antic was also a truly humble one. That man on the floor was actually President Ronald Reagan following the attempted assassination on his life. Even though he was in poor health, and he was elderly. This is the this most. I just this line struck me. This most powerful man felt no self-importance. He made a spill, so he swabbed the floor. This man, I mean, the the, the number one dude on the entire, you know, like the most powerful man in, in the world, right? Considered to be the president of the United States, probably, felt no self-importance. It didn't matter, right? He wasn't going to allow somebody else. Doesn't matter if he was shot, he wasn't going to allow somebody else to, be, to get in trouble for a spill on the floor of water. Now, you might be asking, what does this have to do with, with healthy friendships, right? What does this have to do with selflessness? It has to do with everything with selflessness. Because that's what selflessness is. It's, it's when we consider ourselves, our lives of no importance for the sake of other people. Whether that be our family members, whether that be our, our spouse, whether that be our friends. But I mean, you know... It's this lack, it's this lack of, of, of dignity or this lack of self-importance, right? It's this pride that's gone out the window. Healthy friendships seek to elevate the other person's needs above your own. How, how many people have ever had, let's just be honest, how many people have ever had a friend that just sucks the life out of you? Yes, thank you, Curtis. Hopefully it's not the person next to you. No, it's not. <laughs> we know it's not. But I mean, I just for just can you really like have you had that? What does that feel like when you're around someone whether it's you're, you're going out and it's just life is all about them, right? Their situations, their circumstances. 
Maybe you've been that person. I don't know, right? But, but, but it's just they suck the life out of you, right? I mean, it, it is so hard being that. Um, you know, and, and every time you're around them, everything, everything, their, their, their work, their, their social life, their family issues, everything is about them. I was just talking to Tracy this week. We were talking about someone who we, we love, we, we, they're, that we're friends with, and we love, and we've always loved, we've, we've been friends with. But every time, it seems like every time Tracy has a conversation with that person, it's just that the conversation always directs to what they're going through. It always goes back, well, this is what I'm going through, and this is what's happening, and this, this is what this person's doing. And it's just a one-sided friendship, right? We know what that feels like, right? You know what that feels like. And, and that's the whole point, is that friendships are not meant to be about you. It's not meant to be about your agenda, your needs, your wants, your desires. It is a selfless love, right? Healthy friendships are selfless. And so I want you to ask yourself this. I'm running out of time. Do I honor the family and friends that God has given me? Or are my friendships all about me? Are my friendships all about me? And then what can I do to show selfless love to those in my life? I mean, just one thing this week. What's one thing you can do to show your husband, your wife, selfless love, right? Your, your children, just selfless love, right? I mean, we, we, we do everything for our kids. But even what's something beyond that? that you can do to be selfless, to just say, man, I really don't feel like doing this right now, <laughs> but I'm going to do it, <laughs> right? What, it, what is something you can do? And then the last thing I just want to share with you guys this morning, so healthy friendships are safe, healthy friendships are selfless, and healthy friendships are sacred. They're sacred. And I would even say this, healthy friendships are eternal, eternally sacred. You know, I, I've heard it said before that we as a people, we're very forgetful, aren't we? Not just, not just husbands, okay? But we're, we're very forgetful. We can be a very forgetful people. We can forget the goodness of God and who he is. We can forget his blessings in our lives. We can forget the best things in our life. And I think the same thing applies to um, the relationships, the friendships in our lives. I mean, I just think about the people. You know, I just think about the people in my life who, you know, even just this past year, this last year, you know, we love to death. And I just think about, like, you know, Mom B, and, and I think about, um, you know, just people in our life who we, who we lost in this last year, you know, who, who we love, and we would try to stay in contact. This is Tracy's godmother. And, you know, there were times I could have just picked up the phone. There were times I could have visited. I could have gone over. There's times we could have done some kind of service project or helped her out, but we just, we just forget. We just, we just don't remember and we don't remember how sacred friendships are. That the greatest treasures, I'm skipping ahead here, but the greatest treasure you can take to heaven are the friendships that you have actually and the relationships you've actually developed here on earth. We can't take stuff to heaven. We can't take that, you can't take your home. I love our home, but we can't take our house to heaven. We got a mansion in heaven waiting for us. But anyway, we, we can't take the goodies, all the things we love, the tangible stuff. But you know what we do? The things that last eternally are the people that you love, the people who've loved you, right, the relationships that you've built that are eternal, the relationship that you're building with your spouse, the relationships in your family. I know they're not all great, right? We've all got weird families, we've got weird people in our family, right? We've got weird friends. <laughs> but, man, it, the greatest things we can do 
are to take those relationships with us one day. And that's, and that's building a legacy, I think. That's building a legacy. And so many times what happens, we don't forget, we don't remember what we have until it's gone. I hate that. I hate that. When, when I just don't take something for granted that until it's gone. And I don't love something well until it's taken away. Because then it's too late. And so the reality is that the greatest treasure we have, it will be the relationships we built. Um, I don't want to live with regrets. I don't want to make it to the end of my life with regrets and have regrets over relationships that, that weren't built on truth, that weren't done the right way, right? Relationships that weren't safe, that weren't selfless, right? I don't want to have those regrets. Yeah. Psalms 90 verse 12 says this, help us to remember, and this phrase always gets me, that our days are numbered. Our days are numbered, and help us to interpret our lives correctly. Another story. Horror gripped the heart of the World War I soldier as he saw his lifelong friend fall in battle. Caught in a trench with continuous gunfire whizzing over his head, the soldier asked his lieutenant if he might go out into the no-man's land between the trenches to bring his fallen comrade back. You can go, said the lieutenant, but I don't think it will be worth it. Your friend is probably dead, and you may throw your own life away. The lieutenant's advice didn't matter, and the soldier went anyway. Miraculously, he managed to reach his friend, hoist him onto his shoulder, and bring him back to their company's trench. As the two of them tumbled in together to the bottom of the trench, the officer checked the wounded soldier and then looked kindly at his friend. I told you it wouldn't be worth it. Your friend is already dead, and you're mortally wounded. It was worth it, though, sir, said the soldier. What do you mean, worth it, responded the lieutenant. Your friend is dead. Yes, sir, the private answered. But it was worth it because when I got to him, he was still alive, and I had the satisfaction of hearing him say, Jim, I knew you'd come. Jim, I knew you'd come. He didn't have to die alone. It was a sacred friendship. It was a friendship that was, what, selfless, that was willing to say, look, I don't care if I die. I'm going in for you. I love you. And so what happened here is that the soldier, what? He chose to show up. Yeah. And sometimes I think friendships, we make friendships really complicated, but I think friendship is about showing up. I think it's about showing up. It's about being there. You don't have to always have the right words. You don't have to always know always what to do. But sometimes it's just being there, just being there. I'm here, whatever you need. I love you. You know, I'm a hugger. I like to hug. COVID's really messed me up. Because I like hugging and people are, you know, I'm like, like this. <laughs> and people are like, you know what I mean? They're like, run away. But like, I love, I love to hug, you know? Like, sometimes just showing up. It's just being there with a hug, being there just willing to do whatever you can do, you know? And even at the cost of your convenience. Even at the cost of your convenience. That's what this soldier did. To make sure that this other soldier wouldn't be alone in his death. And so, I'll tell you what, can we all stand together? I, I want to ask you, are the friendships 
the relationships, the people in your lives, in our lives, worth that much? It would be great if, like, right now, you could take a little, little, like, a little poll, just a little check on your heart right now. Why don't you do that with me? Why don't you put your hand on your heart and close your eyes with me? Are the friendships and the relationships, the people in your life, worth that much? That you would literally risk your own life for someone? Do, you, do we value other things in life more than the people that God has placed in us, in our lives? Do you guys know this? The healthy friendships, right? Safe friendships, selfless friendships, sacred friendships, they don't just happen. They don't just happen. It actually takes work on our part. It, it, it takes work to find people who we can align our lives. It's not easy to do. But we also have to focus on being that to other people. We can't just expect that from others. We have to be that to people. So I'm just calling all of us right now in this room, right now, for us to take that step up. I want you to imagine a staircase in front of you right now. I just want you to imagine two or three steps right now, and I want us to imagine, if you have to lift your leg to do it, go ahead. But I want you to imagine taking a step up right now and stepping up to the challenge of being a, a healthy friend to someone, someone who is safe, that you, that you know that, that you can speak life into someone, that you, can, that you don't have a judgmental love, right, towards somebody, that you're going to love someone no matter what, no matter what you see, no matter what they've walked through, that you can love them for who they are, right, that you're willing to lay down your life and, and, and sacrifice everything. And that the greatest thing you can carry from this earth are the people that you loved well and the people that loved you well. Man, that is treasure. That's gold. That's what I want to carry to heaven one day. I love this in Colossians chapter 3, verse, just as we, we're getting ready to worship a little bit, I just want us to, to read, think about these words. Colossians 3, 12 through 14 says, you are always and dearly loved by God. Always and dearly loved by God. So robe yourself with virtues of God since you have been divinely chosen to be holy. Here's where it gets good. Be merciful as you endeavor to understand others. And be compassionate. Showing kindness towards all. Be gentle and humble unoffendable in your patience with others. Tolerate the weaknesses of those in, oh wow, tolerate the weaknesses of those in the family of faith, forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus. If you find fault with someone, release the same gift of forgiveness to them. For love is supreme and must flow through each of these virtues. Love becomes, wow, Love becomes the mark of true maturity. Anybody want to love like that today? Does anybody want that kind of friendship in your life, that kind of relationship in your life? You know, as we start this series on traveling safe, these the safe travels, right? Right. We're just we're just saying, God, what? How is it that you want my life to reflect your glory? How do you want me to live the best life I possibly can? that you've given me. And so I want to pray for you. Would you close your eyes with me? Father, I just want to extend my hand to every single person in this room. Lord, I just want to pray that, it, that if we don't have, and this has been, church, this has been, to be real honest with you, this has been my wife and I, we've literally prayed this in the last week. God, we want more of these friendships. We want more of these relationships. 
So, Lord, I pray over every single man, every single woman, every son and daughter in this room, that our lives would be open and willing to vulnerable, safe, healthy relationships with people. God, relationships that are real. They aren't fake. They're willing to go to deep places, willing to be vulnerable. I pray that you'd help us to open our hearts, Lord, to love that is genuine, love that's not judgmental, but love that is real, love that is holy and, 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 and authentic. Father, I pray that, Lord, we would find relationships with people who are willing to go the distance with us, that we're willing to do the same for them. That it doesn't matter what we want, what we desire, but we're willing to deny ourselves for other people. We're willing to sacrifice all for other people. And I pray that if there's anything, wow, anything, anything that we are holding right now in our lives before the most genuine, most special relationships, the people in our lives, any idol, I pray that it would fall. Any, any. Anything, God, whatever it is, you fill in the blank. If there's anything that you're holding above another person in your life, whether it be your husband, your wife, your children, anything that has your attention, Father, I just lay it down before you right now. I lay it down before you right now. Because, God, you're calling me. We can't take anything with us, church. The only thing we can take with us is this love that we carry from the Father who's given us life eternally and the, the people that we have loved in this world, the relationships that matter. I really do believe they're eternal. And so I pray, God, over that, over this church, I pray every single person would find those life-giving relationships with people, that we wouldn't make excuses. We wouldn't make excuses that we don't have time. I, I'm just too busy. My work, I'm just too busy. I just always work. No, no, no. God is calling us to open up, to be genuine, to have that in our life, right? Come on. Let's reach out for that this week. And so, Father, thank you, God, as we worship you in spirit and in truth, God, that you come and that you're the greatest relationship we can have this morning is with you, Father. And Lord, right now, I just want to pray for those in this room. Maybe you walk in here this morning, you just say, you know what, I, I, I hear this word you're saying. I'm not religious. We're not talking about being religious this morning. <laughs> We're talking about having a relationship with a living person, just like you would with anybody in this room who loved you, who gave his life for you, who lives eternally and wants you to live forever with him. And so if you're not sure even this morning, if your heart is settled with the love of Jesus in your life and that you can call him your own and that you have that love in your life and you want that, all you have to do is, is just ask, say his name, Jesus, come and fill me, fill my heart I recognize that you died on the cross for me. He died for you. And he didn't stay dead. He, he arose. He's alive. And we can spend an eternity in heaven with him. If you want that this morning, I want to encourage you just to reach out 